like you listen to my monkey mouth. As a companion, when you got pun on the Tanoa route. Hop to the portal and got no fight. The lights knocked them out. Bow. I'm so fighting style. Bow. You will see he tapped out. Bow. We win. We get crowned. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Monkey mouth. Them Portal Boys be podcasting. This is Joshua. This is Elias. And this is a super special episode of the Portal Boys podcast. We just wrapped up on our most previous episode, the final episode of the season of season one. So we're going to do a kind of special episode where we go and talk about them all real quick. That way, uh, if our episode sucked up until this point, you can at least get a condensed version of it and figure out if you're going to keep listening or not. Um, and so... Obviously, the pilot is fucking badass, bro. Yeah. Like, let's, let's, let's not beat around the bush, bro. If the pilot wasn't good, the whole thing wouldn't have lifted off the ground. Uh, and it was badass. Like, it was really, really cool. Um, they introduced so much neato stuff. I mean, it was the, the, the drinking, the burping, yeah. the ridiculousness, the, a, a neutrino bomb right off the bat. Um, you this shit is crazy, bro. They, they just throw us right off into the chaos, right to start, bro. They never let off the gas. The the great thing about it is is that uh, they showcase powerful writing, they showcase uh, a good story arc, and just kind of like not really holding the hand of the viewer, right? They're yeah. just like not willing to hold your hand. They're just like let's get you in here. There's no that you know they were just throwing you into the pool. There's you got to no, relinquish control yeah. pretty quick. Uh, we got to get introduced to the bug guys, the bug people who yeah. uh, are like effectively the galactic government. Um, that's the people who were chasing them through the, through the airport. We got introduced to Rick's portal gun, which is like a big deal, right? That's how he like traverses different dimensions. Yeah. And the, the funny thing is, is just like, he almost seems like to hide it at the beginning. You notice that? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like, it's a guarded piece of technology. Like it's literally, I mean, as, as it all goes along, it winds up being revealed. That's like the differentiating piece of technology between him and everyone. Yeah. And And so of course it's like his little secret. Yeah. So so like that he's, I mean, there's literally a point I think where on one of the episodes, I'm thinking it might be this one. He's, he's in an alley and he uses it in an alley and, and as the, as the show progresses, I mean, he's just throwing portals up anywhere. He's literally letting his walls hang out. Yeah, well, but at I mean, the beginning, that's just like we're gonna sneak in this little. Well, corner it's like if he here. can be covert, he'll be covert, yeah, right? But yeah. like as the season progresses, shit gets hairier and hairier. That is true. Yeah, harder and harder for him to do that. But uh, we also get introduced to the mega fruit uh, and the mega tree, the mega fruit that grows on the mega trees that produce the mega seeds. Yeah, uh, and and you got to put it way up your butt. Your 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 your, your rectal yeah, your rectal cavity is taut and malleable, <laughs> not like mine. mine. I've done this too many times. Uh, they're really pointy. That means they're good ones, man. <laughs> Fucking put that shit up your ass. But uh, Rick's I just the, the the best part of like one of the best parts of that whole episode is whenever he's convincing Morty to shoot them, and he's like, "They're they're just robots. They're they're they they," and that other one's like. I th- I'm just going to say a name. He's like, Bob is down. Bob's hurt. It yeah. might as well be. Yeah. The point is that it's a generic yeah. fucking yeah. name. And it's like, someone call his wife and family. <laughs> and he's like, I thought you said they were robots. And he's like, I mean that they work for the government. Yeah, it's a figure of speech. <laughs> You're bureaucrats. Don't respect them. <laughs> just so great. Because like it, it, he's literally you know, slowly just chiseling at the moral compass. of One of the, the, good, one of the good lines is... Uh, 
I don't like airports. I don't like being told where to go and what to do. I take it as an affront, or you know, it's <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it's like offensive to him, right? Like bureaucracy, having to participate in bureaucracy at all is like an offensive experience to Rick. That you you listen to like Joe Rogan is the, and and those guys, so you know, uh, I, I can't think of his name, but he's a comedian. He just got married, uh, and he was talking about pretending to be a person in a sense, and like how he struggles to be like whenever you know it's like the chit chat. A lot of people struggle with chit chat. Yeah. You know, and like he's like whenever there's like a moment where you're supposed to kind of like be in this moment, he's like, you know, the skin suit feels tight. <laughs> like, am, am I supposed to be a person right now? You know, it's just like it's just so funny. That's kind of like that's like, you know, Rick in every situation. Like the skin suit is tight. You like, get those vibes. Yeah, you like, get those vibes. Like, I, I'm having to participate. In the social contract that is being a person, but Rick is so much more than that. You yeah, know? you can tell it just makes his fucking skin crawl yeah. up to stand in that fucking line, bro. Exactly. That's why he has a portal gun. One of my uh, one of my favorite parts of the episode is that he goes and gets a fucking straight up fallout stem pack <laughs> and fixes Morty's legs. Um, the, anybody who saw that and has played Fallout had to have been like, oh, like the meme of, yeah, uh, yeah, of Leonardo DiCaprio drinking a beer <laughs> and like pointing yeah, at well, the TV. That, like, that's ev- a great one. Yeah. Everybody who saw that fucking stem pack was like, oh, when they saw it, bro. I, I was immediately like, wow, he went and got a stem pack. I love the fact that like they're not shy about putting Easter eggs in there to things that people will be like, oh man, like you like at, at a certain point I think that there's like a rolling like background screen of like captured aliens and I think you see like a xenomorph in there and you see like all these like they'll, they'll, they'll rip anything off. Yeah, yeah. Well one of my favorite things uh on when I was watching one of the uh one of the like post show like behind the scene talk yeah. with the creator shit. They were talking about how much they love uh doing iced tea and how much they wanna work with him. But that the rules are that if you ever reach out and see if like they're willing to work with you or if it's okay for you to parody them, they tell you no, you can never do it legally after that. Yeah. And so like if they were to reach out to IC and be like, "Will you do this?" and he said no, they could never put IC's likeness on the show ever again. Yeah. And so they're terrified to ask. And so so they, it's basically like apologize, like you know, ask for forgiveness later. Well, and he, well, exactly. He was also yeah. very much like low key, like we want to come do this. The door is open. Like yeah. he, didn't, he didn't ask him, but he told him the invite was open. Type shit, which is cool. Um, there's a difference, right, in asking for him to come do it and yeah. saying that if you want to come participate, the door is open. Um, but it's like the last great. Uh, what is it? They were saying that like Roger Rabbit will be the last time we ever see so many different properties in one movie because like. They legit came together and they're like, well, we're going to have Looney Tunes, we're going to have Disney, we're going to have all these properties under one movie. And then everybody saw how great the movie was, but for some reason they were just like, never again. Like, it's just, just too hard. Yeah. It's, everybody's in their own lane. You know, like yeah. they're, they're independent organizations doing their own They have their own boards, they have their own yeah. goals, you know, they, have, they all have their own shit going on. I think that, not that this, I mean, digress, 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 but I think that... Uh, they're losing Disney's losing Winnie the Pooh, and so like they're like straight sweating right now. How are they losing Winnie the Pooh? Uh, the the contract for it on the uh, basically like the pro like the rights. Oh, they only had like a twenty five year contract. Yeah, or something? oh yeah, well like you know way more than that, but yeah. Damn. So it's coming up, and like it's going to be an open source property where anybody can take Winnie the Pooh and 
Damn, that's cool as shit. That's I, super cool. I forgot which. I mean, I know South Park. Fuck the oligarchs. I I forgot what uh, it was. I know it was Redskins, where like South Park made a parody of it, where they were like, you know, we're the Redskins now. And we do nothing. Yeah, we do nothing. Yeah. Yeah, it's fucking great. It was openly sourced, so anybody could could use it, and they yeah. just decided to be like. Uh, that was brilliant. That was a brilliant ass episode. Of that, South Park. that was a great episode. So we're 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 catching like all the little great nuances and and brought in characters. I don't like we get to we get to meet you know the family. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, so they wind up coming back, right? Like they wind up going back yeah. uh, through a hijacked portal at the airport effectively yeah and uh, and they fall through into the fucking ca- in the morning's cafeteria and you know while this has all been happening uh principal vagina no relation no relation uh has gotten a hold of jerry and uh beth who right whenever he got a hold of them jerry was trying to convince beth to put rick into a fucking nursing home <laughs> i love the the whole horse scene whenever oh, whenever the we're losing him He's i know back. we're losing him i can hear the beeps yeah <laughs> Fucking Beth loses her shit. <laughs> and Jerry's like just soft shoe attempt when oh. he walks away. Oh, oh, oh. What, what is this on the floor? A pamphlet? Well, reading material? Actively performing heart surgery. What a fucking moron, bro. <laughs> but it's on a horse. So yeah, like, yeah. They go hard, I guess. <laughs> but uh, so basically they find out that Morty's been skipping all the fucking school and right whenever they're walking through the school with the principal him and Morty come tumbling through a portal into the cafeteria and Rick uh, you know can't pull off the lie like he is a good guy and that he's uh, disappointed in Morty and so uh, the next thing that happens is effectively they're packing Rick out they're like you get the fuck out of here and um, you know the, the the whole scene transpires where uh, the mega seeds dissolve in Morty's ass, and he winds up going on the. And Jerry straight out calls calls out his own son for being a moron. He's like, yeah. he's not. He's oh, behind. he calls him special. He's yeah, like, bro, you're gonna have to work twice as hard if you want to make it. And Morty's like, wow, it's a fucking lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I love that. Morty. You know, the funny thing is, is that when you when they're when they're he's pushing their heads together, and he's like, we're the same, you and I, like me and Morty are the same, like we're both geniuses. Uh, there's like that whole running joke that like that, that like you know that basically Rick is Morty, right? Well, that's like, a that's a thought. People yeah. think that shit a lot. So I mean, when you shit. see them side by side, and he's kind of telling you in not so many words. I mean, of course, at that point, it's a lie because you know that Morty's a moron, and his brain waves cancel out. His literally gene. the yeah. opposite, but. Um, the mega seeds have all in his ass, and he gets can, uh, temporary super intelligence. Yeah, and so he can. Was it divide pi or multiply? Pi? What's the square root of square pi? root of pi? Yeah, there you go. Um, a few right. other things, right? The, the second law of thermodynamics. Yeah, the second law. But they wind up not moving Rick out because Rick convinced them that like, I mean, he doing li- shit with him is better than going to school. And a and a great diatribe at the very beginning of him standing on a soapbox and basically saying that like. <laughs> Two plus two is four. This guy's over here. The bell rings. School's not a place for smart people. Yeah, school's not a place for smart people. And then, I don't exactly know, like, I'm assuming he's in junior high. And uh, Rosenthal, right? That's his name? Rosenthal? The the school, the teacher? Rosenfeld? Rosenfeld. Rosenfeld is literally... Goldenfold. Goldenfold. Goldenfold is literally giving them, like, third grade math problems. Two plus two, or they literally he actually literally asks two plus two is four. Yeah, but uh, 
immediately after Jerry and Beth walk into the other room, Morty's like, well, I'm super smart. And Rick's like, actually, you're a fucking moron. That's the mega seeds dissolving. You're about to lose control of your motor functions. And he, like, flops on the floor and, like, has a seizure. And Rick goes on this, like, big tangent about how it's, like, Rick and Morty for a thousand years, motherfucker. Like, you're not going anywhere. You're doing all the adventures of me. And we're going to put more mega seeds up your ass. And, uh, and the episode ends. Yeah, and, and, and I wouldn't say it's a fast episode. You definitely get a lot of information at one point. There's a lot of universe yeah, building, right? There's yeah. a, anytime the the, the first like the first thing, the same thing happened to me whenever I was reviewing Naruto. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first episode of Naruto, it's like wow, every single thing that's happening is of significance because it's you're building the world right now. Like every single thing, there's no point of reference, so I have to explain all this. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And the, uh, there's a there's a uh, the guy who directed uh, um, what is it? He directed the the Ghostbusters with all with with all female casts, and he also directed uh, Bridesmaids. And he was talking about the uh, the contrast between like movie world building and of course like you know television television world building and how much he prefers one medium to the other. You know, mm-hmm. and it was really great listening to how you know it's a lot of fun to do a series because you're able to you know build that world in the first episode and then. You know, you know, pull pull from that into other episodes. Yeah, build within, out. Yeah, build out from that. But in a movie, you literally only have like you know the first half of the movie to you know set the scene, set the scene, and then know. the second half of the movie to conclude the story. Exactly right. So now this the the, the the episode ends, and we go into the next episode, which is Lawnmower Dog. Oh man, I love. I was like, this was one of those. I think I came to you, and I was like, I don't know how I feel about Lawnmower Dog. And now I'm I'm love this episode. It was a sleeper episode. It really was. I mean, whenever at the very beginning we have Jerry just being a complete dick to the dog. Yeah, it yeah. just like unnecessary. I, I, but the funny thing is, is that in the hierarchy of that the house is in, Jerry really is probably feeling like, well, the I. I have it over on this dog. I may not have it over on it's Rick. Old, it's the only person. Exactly right. So I can ru- I can shove his face and piss, and I can yell at him, and you know do. Well, he's just a shit dog owner. He doesn't yeah. know what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? And uh, <laughs> basically, man, Rick's like, "Fuck y'all! I got other shit to do." And on the way out, and the the the, t- the tug of war between Rick and and Jerry is yeah. one of the best parts of like, yeah. well, you're gonna work for me and the family. If you're going to keep taking my son on this adventures, make this dog not stupid anymore. And he's like, bro, this is not an avenue you want to go down. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be superior to this dog. Let's mm-hmm. leave it at that. And Jerry's like, no, make this dog understand that, you know. And, and I love like Summer is like, you, now the dog is smart and you want to rip this away from him. Doesn't that just seem cruel? It's Indian game. Yeah. <laughs> Can't do that. Can't just imbue a creature with consciousness and then rip it away. Such a great, such a great, great episode, man. And then, uh, and so sidetracking the whole time, yeah. Rick and Morty are incepting Goldenfold with the thought oh, to pass Morty, and shit gets crazy in the fucking dreamscape of Mister Goldenfold. I mean, bro. we have uh, we have first the one where he's basically the hero of his own dream, right? He's like. This is like a normal dream sequence where he's the hero. Well, he's just flirting with old girl. He's just flirting with the girl who was on the TV. And then Rick and Morty are like, 
Allah Akbar, we're gonna 9-11 this bitch. He <laughs> literally started water bottles. And he turns Triska crackers into uh Shuriken. Yeah. Fucking Ninja Star throws them motherfuckers and busts them open. Rick's like, dude, stay down. If you die in a dream, you die for real. And he's like, you dodge bullets all the time. Just do it in a dream world. You know? Exactly. And Warren tries to freak out. And he's like, don't fucking freak out. You dodge bullets in real life all the time. <laughs> Which, again, all the time implies that there's all kinds of stories that are happening outside of what we've witnessed. Right? This, I mean, is only, this is only episode two. And we've only seen Morty dodge bullets once. And I don't think that once necessarily... Uh, I. Is, is a proper thing whenever you're trying to say all the time, right? He's right. obviously done it more than once. Well, I mean, isn't that the funny thing that when we get into the latter episode, when we get into the later episodes of the season, there's a legit episode where they go to Atlantis and completely ignore it. Because oh, they, they go to Atlantis and we watch a whole other story with a whole bunch of other motherfuckers. Yeah. It had nothing to do with Rick and Morty. Yeah. Well, you say nothing to do. It all It all it tracks. All, it, it all, all tracks. It all, it all tracks but. but yeah, so you know he's been dodging bullets and. You know, the, the we always talk about how would you say, we always talk about the savage the savageness that is a cornered Morty. Oh, going fuck. back to the first episode, oh, no cornered Morty, bro. Uh, when he's ready to to like uh, when he's ready to detonate the neutrino bomb, uh, Morty goes like complete ham on 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 Rick, and he's able to essentially talk him out of it. You know. Yeah. So I mean, there. Those, well, those think, little well, bits are in there. Well, I think that Rick also kind of has gotten by the balls by Morty more than Morty realizes because the moment that he's gone, he's yeah, like exposed, right? So exactly. Yeah. Rick always has to like make little concessions to Morty so that he can keep his fucking camouflage happy. Yeah. You know, is like the real, real. Yeah, and so we're so going back. I mean, we get to meet uh, a '80s character with knives instead of uh, instead of blade. What is it? Instead of blades? Yeah, it's a. It's a legally safe knockoff of an 80s horror character with miniature swords for fingers instead of knives. And it's Scary Terry. Scary Terry, bitch. And he's like, oh, you sure are going to say bitch a lot? Yeah, well, I mean, the way they get to him is they have to go through, like, this entire... They they incept Goldenfold inside of... They incept several people inside of Goldenfold Inception. They have to incept... We, uh, we Mrs. Pancakes on the way down. They're falling down to the ground. Yeah. They're about to get caught by Goldenfold, and they incept her. And they go into a fucking uh, a, 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 a like sex dungeon dream. Yeah, we kind of stepped over that, but that's really a great one because like he harbors these like like dude. They got a sexy feeling. summer in there. Yeah. that's out of this world, bro. Right. They can't be depicting summer like that, bro. Uh, a sexy you Jerry. Can't, you can't be putting a ponytail on Jerry and putting putting it in leather, bro. That ain't fair, bro. That ain't fair, bro. And he's uh he's basically telling like Morty just go with it like we have to like we have to play along. And when Summer shows up and they can't bear it anymore, yeah. they both have to stop the show. And the centaurs like, hangups in the sex chamber are punishable by death. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> they end up incepting the little creepy girl, and well, it just goes right back into another fear based dream. Well, it goes right back to the creepy girl. Like yeah, they, they hit rock yeah, bottom every time yeah. they incept the creepy girl, they go back to the room with the creepy girl. Yeah. And that's when Scary Terry's like. You've had like nowhere to run now. There's bitch. only fear now. Yeah, it's only fear from here, bitch. Yeah. And uh Though the another great thing is he's like, you can't run and you can't hide. And he's like, oh man. He goes, let's let's hide let's let's hide 
uh, yeah, since stop when, running since and hide. When, since when are we taking orders from this guy? Yeah, he's like, I think that if, in essence, like he doesn't want us to do those things because he can't find us. Well, it's like it even was, if we, even if yeah we could hide, <laughs> why would he let us know that? Exactly. You know, and so. And then we get the like the the one of the best scenes ever of him coming home from a hard day of like being a eighties knockoff horror character to yelling at his wife and her like not in front of the child. You don't bring your work home. Is oh god, I love it. It's just like this. Like he gets completely. Bro, my favorite shit in the house is you can see the headboards all tore up to pieces where they've been grabbing <laughs> yeah. the headboard and fucking, and they still got knives for hands. So it's been. Tearing their furniture up, bruh. And um, they, after, ins- they incept. Yeah, scary after, after some sexy coitus, yeah. it's Terry and them go to sleep and they wind up incepting him. And Terry's scared of showing up at school in his underwear. Yeah. Like, just like some normal, yeah, normal his, guy his, shit. His fear is pretty much every. Like, my recurring nightmare, probably for the last. I mean, when I got out of high school for at least five or six years, was never being able to finish high school. Damn it, man. You'll literally what be a perpe- nightmare. Being perpetually stuck in a high school, you know. What a nightmare. You know, and it, talk about it. You know, talk it's about not it. a place for smart people. <laughs> it's not a it's, place. It's rough, man. Like, those are, you know, those are some of the worst dreams that I've had where you're we just like, a, perpet- I mean, it's a, it's a purgatory. Boy, we went to a podunk ass high school, too, bro. We're talking about out in the cornfields, bro. We're talking about 1,500 people in the whole city, bro. We graduated the largest class, and I think it was only 60 students, man. Oh, yeah, bro. That was the biggest class in a long time. My graduating class only had 40. Yeah, so... Yeah, y'all were way bigger than my class. Shit, y'all almost made us go to 2A, bro. We was going to have to play the big schools, bro. So... It's going to make football so much harder, bro. The best thing is, is, like, he... I think, like, they end up, like, completely embarrassing the teacher and giving them new pants and like literally getting terry on their scary terry on their side but i gotta jump back to the to to the lawnmower dog whenever he's standing in front of summer and he's asking where his testicles are oh my I fucking god out, man oh I bro fell out that was the funniest thing that where, shit is crazy where did my testicles go summer <laughs> oh shit that's a heavy line of questions <laughs> right now snuffles that's not my name. That is my slave name. Yeah. Breaks the mirror, man. He's like, I will be known as Snowball, Snowball for my, for my, my, what does he say? My, my first fluffy, fluffy white. and white. Outstanding. <laughs> and then at that point, the, the family tries to save her. And we're going to go on our midnight walks like we always do, right? At that point, so... there's a whole bunch of other dogs in mecha suits already. And... So right as this is all happening, they get on Terry's good side. Terry fucking tells Goldenfold as he hits him as a missile. This is why this is happening because you don't give Morty good grades in math, bitch. And then like Goldenfold wakes up. He's like, God damn, I'm going to give Morty good grades in math. That's an original idea. <laughs> was by me. By me. The, oh, man. And, yeah, I hate to keep jumping back and forth. It's but, okay. We're, we're, he, this isn't a coherent one, bro. We're just talking about the shit we liked out of the episode, but bro. It's so great whenever he's like... Hey Jerry, why don't I rub your face and piss now? <laughs> oh well, that's whenever Jerry like goes into, and then that happens. Jerry, yeah, oh Jerry, yeah. Jerry, whenever, whenever summer. So right after, so this actually ties back to where we're at. Yeah, we're actually um, like going. Yeah. Where whenever Terry uh, bombs Goldenfold, Goldenfold wakes up. Uh, Rick and 
Morty show up to the house and they realize that the dogs have effectively taken over. Yeah. And uh, Jerry is, instead of making a break to the sewers with Rick, like Rick suggested, decides that his way of winning back the house is to piss on all the weapons. Yeah. And they rub his face in that shit. And he's like, now they're mine because I mark the territory. I love how they're like, you've been being real aggressive. We might have to fix that with some surgery. And uh, they show the, the horse, the, the, they show the dog with the yeah. zip zip, and Jerry's like, what would a haircut do? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking idiot. Yeah. I love it, man. God damn. So we essentially get a world of dogs. A yeah. concession. We get a concession. Oh, I mean, they take over, bro. They yeah. like muzzle humans while they're still broadcasting live on the news yeah. and shit. And, uh, and what, the way that we wind up actually getting out of this is, uh, Rick incepts the dog yeah. and gives and the dog decides to go and inhabit a whole new planet and like they do their best sales pitch for like someone to pick up this show and like do it like it'd be cool for eleven minutes at a time dog world you know <laughs> do it somebody type shit I the, love the love best it. thing is is like uh, Snowball loves Morty so much because he's the only person who'd ever been good to him so. The way that they get him is by giving, I think, Morty some sort of cancer. They give Morty a pill that shuts his goddamn kidneys down or shuts his liver down, something like that. And he's like, you just shit your pants. It's everywhere. It's all over, Morty. It's terrible. Something got in my mouth. (laughs) So great. Nasty motherfucker. (laughs) But to move on to the season, man, the next episode is Anatomy Park, bro. Oh, man. How crazy is Anatomy Park? What a great episode. Pirates of the Pancreas, bro. (laughs) They're, they're, they're so hot. They're so hot. But mediocre we shit. We didn't whitewash it at all, bro. They're really rapey. <laughs> Rick hates fucking pirates, bro. Um, but it's a, it's a Christmas episode, right? Yeah. And so. uh, they're having uh, Jerry's parents over. And Jerry's parents, Jerry's dad's a cuck to a young black man who's now part of the family. Yeah. Like, and then, like, everybody, whoa. and then he's charismatic, nice, polite, you know. Like basically pulls Summer out of her out of her spiral and helps with the marriage that is Jerry's parents and it's great. He's yeah. a good dude. Yeah, he's nothing a, but a good dude the yeah, whole time. Yeah, like yeah. literally nothing but a good dude the whole time. I love how his dad's like. I, sometimes I, you, I watch. Yeah, sometimes you like to dress up in a Superman suit and smoke a cigarette as your wife gets. Yeah, he's like pounded out. He's yeah. like I almost always watch and almost always from the closet and almost always in a Superman suit. <laughs> Like what in the fuck is going on, bruh? That's, that's so what weird. that's where Jerry's trending, right? That's yeah. gonna be Jerry and Beth in the next forty years, bro. Don't make any mistake about it, bro. That's gonna be Jerry and Beth, bro. Uh, that's what kept the Mister Mister Nimbus gonna be coming over there, giving him giving her some fish. Oh, bro, a Mr. fish dick, bro. God damn, Mister Nimbus is such a great character. <laughs> He's gonna be giving up that fish dick like no other, you know. I love how Jerry immediately, whenever Rick brought uh homie in vietnam korea uh i don't remember his name but like whenever he brought him in he's like i bring him in every christmas so that i can like give him a general checkup it's such a nice thing and everyone's like oh it's so sweet and jerry's like yeah it is <laughs> like big stinky hippo eyes like what the fuck why are you being nice yeah i mean it's i mean the funny thing is is that jerry jerry is a person who you know he may be an idiot he may or i'm not gonna call him an idiot he may be a dote. He may not. He may not be the brightest bulb, but he knows people. He knows the pattern. He of possesses humanity. the same type of emotional intelligence that Morty possesses. Yeah, and so he's like, nah. 
Some, you know, yeah, he, he sees thing. your intentions. He knows yeah. what you're doing. He knows what's going like on. Like I said, man. He just doesn't know how to articulate exactly, it. Exactly, right? You know, so like you said, he's the kind of person who's going to be there, right? Whether it's serving water or, you know, handing out guns. You know, he's he's got he's either gonna have the stick or he's gonna pour the water. And he's He's gonna find his way in. Yeah. He's gonna find his way in, that's for sure. Um I love that uh Rick shrinks Morty down and he's like Hold your breath or else your lungs will collapse. And Morty's like, what? And he just shrinks him down, that, like, yeah. just immediately. He doesn't even give him an opportunity at all. And uh, then he's in Anatomy Park, and I love how they have a... It's like a rip-off of Jurassic Park, the way they have the skeleton. Like, it's so cheeky, bro. There's so much cheek in this show. It's fucking fantastic. And they use one of... They, they use a... A real... Uh, he's, he's originally from The Daily Show now, because I want to talk about him. I can't think of his name, but... He, 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 the the he's a white blood cell, right? Isn't he? I'm assuming he's a white blood. I can't remember, but anyways. Oh, uh, the doctor. Yeah, the doctor. Oh fuck, I don't remember his name either. Uh, but, uh, right offhand, but uh, no, I think he's like an amoeba. Amoeba, there you go. Yeah, he's an amoeba, <laughs> bro. And he's like, well, he. Uh, I hate to glaze over this whole episode, but we really do have to kind of like burn through them. And he's like willing to sacrifice himself, and then when he finds out. That there is a lever that will let the train move automatically. He's or it's too late. He's, He's like, like, no, no, <laughs> I could have fucking made it. I love that. Uh, I love that. Also, uh, that idiot was like, we've probably there's something. There's like a mole. Someone's a mole. Watch out for the girl from the churros. <laughs> Not the fucking shirtless mercenary yeah. with the fucking. Tattoos and machine guns. Don't watch out for him. Yeah, she didn't watch like out her. For the, watch she out didn't for the girl do who got well written up. Her, yeah, she didn't do good on her last review and she got written up. Yeah, fucking A. What a dumb shit. Um, Morty's fucking super clever. I love that Morty was going to get it in. Um, but Puffy Vagina. Again, and so this is another one of those things. The Puffy Vagina statements, another one of those things that kind of feeds into people's theories about uh, Rick being an older Morty, right? Like, yeah. He, like, but. Who knows, right? Like maybe Rick is a time traveler who yeah. lived as a Morty who got it in with her, and then his time traveled back to now guide his younger self. And he's like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, but I don't, I don't know what the big deal is about a puffy vagina. Maybe I wanted to see it. What's, what's the big deal? Yeah, it doesn't about sound it? too bad to me. Yeah, and, like, shit. and so we're, you know, so the, Summer is having an existential boyfriend crisis, right? Yeah, and it's so great because we have the strapping handsome black man come in and like literally sit sit the young man down and he's like no man let's get to the core of this what's what's ailing you and he starts crying summer's crying took me to the bushes and he made me a girl (laughs) he made me a girl (laughs) and i mean some fucked up shit bro i'll tell you what man um the first episode this the first season Gives you a window into why Jerry is the way he is. Bro was molested by anyone and anyone, anyone and everyone around him who could get his hands on him. Whether it was a Boy Scout person, a Boy Scout master that made him feel inferior, or a guy, what was it, an, with with a Drekkar Noir on and yeah. tracks <laughs> You know, he's like, he's giving out bits of information. He's got all this trauma he's yeah, packing around. And he lets it out in little bursts, and Beth is there to like say what are you talking about and he's like that's for another time and the time never comes because it's his trauma you know yeah 
Um, but so, the, the way that uh, so shit really hits the fan inside of Anatomy Park because the the mercenary obviously is the fucking bad guy. Took bubonic? No, not what did he do? Bubonic plague. Yeah, he took bubonic and plague. That right? shit fucking gets out and uh, homie dies. Uh, the the body that they're in uh, literally starts to die, and mm-hmm. so the way that uh, the way that Rick saves the day is Jerry walks in and is like, man, relatively speaking, you're the most sane relative I have. I'm sorry I was ever such a shithead to you. And, you know, it's like classic, like someone walks in and is like, four. It's like, the answer's four, right? It's like one of those situations where it was too simple for Rick to see it. And Rick's immediately like, relative size, shit, get the fuck out of here. And gets some dynamite and blows fucking the, the the homeless man up to be huge right like his dick's dragging through the rocky mountains his face is over new york his feet is over california and he blows him up with a humongous fucking stick of dynamite and it rains blood on the entire fucking continent and i think they take it as like a good christmas omen or something like that well it's like everything's gonna be fine yeah like is where it was generally out here it's like it's gonna be generally okay so the one of the great things about this episode too is uh you uh you get to see uh the magic school bus taken to a dark conclusion, right? No, elaborate on this. So uh the magic school bus did a great episode where like uh the uh, the teacher shrinks down the bus and goes through a whole body oh that's right yeah, yeah yeah they were like so this shit went real sideways that yeah yeah so you see like the I, didn't, magic... I didn't watch that episode of magic school bus. and there's another great episode of futurama where they they everybody like um because it's kind of played within the real science um farnsworth is like Psh. like i have the ability to shrink your ass down no i made tiny robots and i'm putting your consciousness in it because that's ridiculous right <laughs> And so, like, Futurama plays into the part of, like, no, I'm just going to jack you into a tiny robot. We're going to send you into Fry, and you're going to get rid of the worms that are in him. So there's these really great kind of, like, story time. I mean, like, you have Futurama basically going to the logical conclusion. You have uh, Rick and Morty going into the... Ridiculous. Ridiculous, but also still some sort of science-based conclusion. And then you have... The Magic School Bus, which is strictly just there to kind of tell you the different parts of the anatomy that's important to learn through childhood rearing, right? Yeah. But to make make a long story short, it all winds up being okay. Yeah, and Um, we have Anatomy Park moving forward into now Summer's boyfriend. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and the girl who Morty was trying to get in with is now like the new new doctor, right? She's going to try and rebuild it. She and learned a lot from hanging around the the anatomy park and kind of, you know, just being there. So she feels like she can take over. Yeah, and so he shrinks her down just like he did uh, Morty and sends her in there. And that's effectively the end of the episode. I don't remember exactly how it I ends. know that they don't, he doesn't get hit. He, he gets pissed off and he, David, he destroys everything in the anatomy park at the end because they take away the pirates of the pancreas. Oh, they keep trying to take away pirates of the pancreas. And he's like, fuck this. This shit's a monument to goddamn compromise. And homie's like, cool, who pays me? That <laughs> <laughs> shit is great, bro. It's a So we're on to episode three now. Well, uh no, that was oh, episode sorry, three. Episode so episode four. four is M. Night Shemalians, yeah. which is great, bro. It's this is a simulation episode. episode. You're in a simulation of a simulation inside of a giant simulation. What a mind fuck. It really is. 
and even at the end of the episode, like, Rick was really kind of fucked up. Like, he had to fucking get Morty and, like, hold him by the throat and put a knife yeah. to it. And, like, get a real sincere human response out of him about something to make a determination as to if he was even in a fucking simulation still or not. And they're, 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 adver- they're like, aversion to, to human dongs. Hilarious. I love how they were, they were aware that Rick was aware of that. And they, yeah. like, had that one creep. The one <laughs> that was so down to like, yeah, know, that they had one creep who yeah. was real into human dongs who was like, I don't think I'll do his job. And he's like, You promise you keep that to yourself, bro. The the leader of the the leader of the scammers discolored butthole flap joke he's throughout like, the entire episode. He's like, I actually don't have discolored butthole flaps, that was part of the simulation. Oh, so cancel the doctor's appointment? <clears throat> no, no. Move, move that up, move, 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 that. move that shit up, and his general politeness. And, like, camaraderie with all of his other space thieves. And, like, apologizing for losing his temper as they get the uh, the formula for concentrated, concentrated dark, dark matter. And he's like, I just want to apologize for how I've been behaving. You know, this, the, you know, this is all on me for my stress. But I want to say that I appreciate all of you. I love all of you and your families. Yeah, and it's just like this really dope little sincere moment where like they all really love each other and yeah. they're being sweet. And then they get fucking annihilated. Blow. And then Jerry's kind of like, his his simulation is running at like a minimum minimal capacity. capacity. It's literally minimum capacity. And, and there's like yes. human music. Yes. <laughs> yes. That shit is so fucking. My cool. man. Oh, my man. That shit is fantastic. And you were the one that noticed as he's walking past the, uh, the, what is it, the apples, uh, when he gets the apples contract, and it's literally the same six people, same four people oh, as yeah. he's walking down yeah, the Yeah, it's like a postman, an old lady, a dude in a suit, and like they just keep repeating. Yeah, yeah. so great. I love the way Rick crashed the initial fucking, the initial uh, simulation by like, Everybody who's in this crowd who's wearing a red shirt walk in a left-handed circle the same number of times as the square root of your aunt's age times ten. And it's like fucking what? Like that just that just broke just that completely point. crashes the whole thing. Yeah. And he's like, let's start running because we're on a treadmill. We're gonna hit a wall. What and a it great works. episode. And it, it works. It, it's great, dude. It really is fantastic. I love that. Uh, and so we have Jerry smelling his own farts, right? And really. Dude, the best sex that he ever has is yeah. with a fucking lifeless Beth. Beth yeah. Like, you just needed a starfish the whole time, bro. Like, goddamn, Jerry. What a vanilla piece of shit. And he's like, he's basically like smelling his own farts. And he's all down because like Rick was got. So he's like, welcome to being a moron. And he's like, oh. Like, maybe you should have a little bit more respect for me now yeah. that you've been put on my level. Yeah, and, and he's like, oh, I have. And he just say, he, just, he starts, like, basically humming or, like, you know, basically doing the well, right, tune of night moves. Yeah, well, right then it's like, oh, really? And yeah. then they blow up. Throws on glasses and is just, like, making the, you know. Too fucking cool for yeah. school, man. Too fucking cool for school on the way out. And, uh, Bob Seger's that bitch, man. I love Bob Seger. I, I, you know, one of my favorite songs is Night Moves. So to hear that, <laughs> that saxophone exit as the ship blows up and he's heading home. Still, still you're right. He questioned it. So he's still, he's still like, you know, as much as he, he proves it to Jerry, 
They're still down. I love how right off the right off the bat, the, like he's just like doing Rick shit in the morning, dissecting a bird. He's like, this is just fucking shitty craftsmanship. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, he's like, this is terrible. How am I supposed to believe this at all? I love how he like he immediately called Morty out for being a simulation. He's like, ooh, responsive. Y'all gonna burn out the CPUs on this one? And he was right. That yeah. little Morty was a fucking simulation the whole time. Um, they did good. They 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 did good getting him. So we're on to the next episode. Meeseeks and Destroy. Oh, man, what an episode. I Mr. Meeseeks is one of the most iconic things that has come from the from the entire series. If I ever get a tattoo of Morty, which I, a Rick and Morty show, I'm going to get the Kirkland Meeseeks. Not the original blue, the Kirkland smoking a cigarette like, what do you want? Because it's just hilarious that like... Kirkland, the kind of off-brand. Everyone's had something Kirkland in the house. Damn, your Morty sucks. <laughs> <laughs> like, shit. Just the best. Like him smoking a cigarette. He's red. He's not blue. And he doesn't give two shits about helping you out. You know? It's fucking, what do you want? Flat <laughs> ass out. But yeah, so red, Kirkland brand uh, Meeseeks is way down the line. We have your traditional existence is agony. Let's get this shit done. Me, uh, me seeks, and we have the we have Rick just not having any time for their bullshit. So he's like, "Here, here's a box of, you know, of of." Well, it wasn't Rick who didn't have time this time. It was Morty. Oh right, yeah, yeah, you're because, right. yeah, you're because, right. Because, because right. they sorry. had just struck the deal for Morty to be able to take the lead on one of the very ten adventures. Yeah, and this was his first adventure. He was going to take and the if lead it was, on. And if it went well, he got to keep that. Contract. Yeah, yeah, and so he was like, "Y'all get the." fuck out of here. I got a bet to win. Like, Morty's like, ooh-wee. Morty's gassed up. This is one of the first times you get to see Morty actually be, like, really, really enthusiastic and in his element. Yeah. He's like, y'all get the fuck out of here. I'm, we're gonna fucking, I'm gonna win this bet real quick. And so, he's very expressive about keeping it simple. These things don't like to live for long. They want to get shit done. Keep it simple. Of course, the Yeah, they're not gods. Yeah, they're not gods. So, the logical conclusion is for them to ask for the most difficult things. Summer wants to be popular. Beth wants to be self-actualized. And wants all, to be a better woman. Wants to be a better woman. And all Jay wants is two strokes off of his off of his golf game. Which is fucking impossible. Like if you if no one has ever played golf, like once you get to where you're at, like you you kind of you know, everybody kinda of has like a coordination level, right? Like yeah. you're, once you get it down and you know what you're doing, you kinda of know how you're gonna do with golf. And well, like to take two strokes off is like some shit, bro. Like, that's some, like, any like any golfer would be like, wow. So, I've, you know, pitched balls in, in a golf, at a golf range. And my idea was, oh, man, it's just golfing. These pitches are not going to affect me the next day. Legs, oh, back, yeah. arms. Everything. Burning, Full man. Full body. This is the best workout. Full body, bro. You're just like putting in it, man. Just like to get that, to make sure that my ball did not almost went as far as my brother-in-law's or if not farther, you're competing and you're beat, man. Yeah, it's a bitch. I mean, hell, I've gone to Top Golf and been sore the next day. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like drinking and fucking hitting <laughs> balls and like, wow, owie the next day. Yeah. So, it's an awkward set of muscles, you know? It really, yeah. So we have... Essentially, one of the most pivotal, one of the most important episodes because we have, you know, we have the them going to court, giant court. We have them kind of like setting up to this like oh my God, grand bro. story. He wants to be, he wants it to be more like this kind of like 
you know, what I would say is like a fairy tale story. So they go to this like medieval kind of like universe. He wants to go on a quest. Yeah, he wants to go on a quest. Yeah, and, and there's more of that down the line. He loves dragons. He clearly there's there's a there's a there's a personality in Morty that we don't quite get to see, which is clearly someone who has an affinity for what is traditional quests, like your Lord of the Rings, your knights. He really does enjoy this stuff. Yeah. So he wants Medieval to shit. Yeah, he love, yeah, he wants to go into it. He wants that. He wants to be given a task, complete the task. And of course shit goes sideways, right? Yeah, they're basically on trial in giant court and are about to go to giant jail for accidentally <laughs> playing a part in a giant's accidental death in his living room or in his kitchen where he stumbles and busts his head. Yeah. And right as they're about to go to jail, um, a giant lawyer walks in and these guys didn't get read their giant rights mm-hmm. and therefore a free fi to go home. <laughs> and bro, whenever I heard that shit, I laughed so fucking hard. And he didn't get a single response from me. He's the... like, I'm deconstructing our thing. No one got that. And like, I just cheesed even fucking harder, bro. Like, sometimes these guys know how to make it hit, bro. Like, that, like I got it immediately. I thought it was fucking great. And then like, the awkwardness that that lawyer had to deal with on the fly, like, was just even that even fucking better. Like, it just made it even funnier. Like, they, and who would have ever thought, you know, like, usually you make a punchline and that's like that. They're like, no, nah, we're going to make this real awkward for the person who delivered it on the show. And it just hits, bro. They yeah, make it hit. And so, um, everything's kind of wrapped up pretty quick, right, for Summer and Beth. She becomes popular. Beth becomes a better woman. Yeah, I mean, Mr. Meeseeks gives... Uh, an entire presentation in the auditorium to the entire high school about how being a friend with Summer is an enriching and fulfilling uh, endeavor for their for their young lives, and that Mr. Vagina asks for his information so that he can handle the custody thing. <laughs> he poofs. No, let's get your information from Summer. Um, and then uh, the Mr. Meeseeks basically helps Beth arrive at the conclusion that she needs to divorce Jerry, and then she goes to kiss Mr. Meeseeks, and right as she kisses him, he poofs. And uh, she goes and gets a haircut and comes back and, like, walks in the door kind of strutting. And uh, Jerry doesn't even notice it. Jerry's like, wow, I bet y'all's me-seeks are a handful, aren't they? And he's like, nah, man, we handled it already. And he's like, I can't get shit done. And uh, basically because he doesn't notice her haircut, like, right off the bat, dude, like, she, like, has a little meltdown. And, and like, Summer's like, you're going to lose her. If you yeah. Start, and, like, like participating fucking, in this marriage. And Jerry's just like, hold on. Yeah. I mean, your haircut looks nice. And uh, later she goes to go out alone, and he convinces her to let him take her out. And then, like, while they're out, she's talking about, like, taking a trip to countries with sexually aggressive men so that she can go get piped down. He does down. the, like, coming from from someone who, I don't know if you particularly watch late night TV, but this was, this was, uh, this was a, a, a thing done by a late night host where he'd hold an envelope up to his head and he would say three three points, and then he would open it, and then it would be like states with a you know countries with aggressive men. So it'd be like you know, and that's a uh, uh, what is it? That was um, a callback to some late yeah, night TV late show. Night, yeah, exactly. Neat. So, See, I didn't even catch that. I didn't even know. That's yeah, great. That's yeah. that's wonderful, bro. Um, right in this moment, dude, the Meeseeks come busting in. Yeah, he's made like tons of his own Meeseeks because he, he the oh, first Meeseek, yeah, 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 the first Meeseek is like so stressed. He's got his like five o'clock shadow. He's done. I mean, like you said, existence is pain for them. So the longer that they stick around, the more, the more they're in agony. So he's like, 
You know, they start desperate. He's, yeah, desperate. he's desperate. And none of the other Mises can, of course, because like you said, this is a this is a hard endeavor for them, can can pull not even a single stroke off, let alone two. Yeah, so they all start. So they all start, yeah, start bringing in more Mises. And he's like, fuck y'all. I'm going to go take my wife out, save my marriage. Y'all figure out this without me. I'll come back and then we'll we'll discuss. It literally devolves into a Mises war. Yeah. And one of them's like, hold up. We might not be able to get two strokes off this game. But we can get all the strokes off his game. We're all like, what does he mean? He's like, when we kill him. You know, and just, they, like, they just are all on board, bro. And they come literally busting into the restaurant through the window on a horse. Yeah. And we, I love the part when he's like, he's like, you're an old man and you're, and you are the reason why I exist. You're, you're, you your, mean, your you're, failures are your own old man. Yeah. And so let's get Let's, let's just like burn through this because the best part of this whole I mean the best part of this whole episode is uh, the introduction of a terrible king, the destruction of that king, oh and God. basically the ruin the near ruin of the innocence that is Morty. Bro, it's one of the most brutal scenes. It's wild, bro. I was shocked whenever they depicted this shit. Hard, bro. Man. There's a jelly bean. Who fucking, I mean, everybody's seen it. Y'all have seen it. The motherfucker yeah. tries to rape Morty in the goddamn bathroom. And again, like we even literally alluded to just a little bit earlier in this episode, don't put Morty in the motherfucking corner because Morty fucks this motherfucker up, bro. Bashes his head in the toilet, breaks the toilet seat over his head. Like, bro, sends this fool leaking and limping. Uh, but he's obviously like mega traumatized and is like, man, let's just get the fuck out of here. And, like, bro, the way Rick, like, locks on that motherfucker. Like, he sees that Morty's traumatized, and he sees that he's beat up and walks out and, like, pieces together what happened. And he doesn't have to tell him anything. You no, know? no, it was Rick's yeah. smart enough. Rick knows what's yeah. happened. And the and we miss one of the best characters. We miss one of the best characters ever, Mr. Booby Buyer. Oh, I thought, I thought you were going to say Slippery Sam. Oh, Slippery Slam was good, but Mr. Booby Buyer was hilarious. He wanted to buy those boobies. About 25 schmeckles. 25 schmeckles. Which is how much she paid for them. So it's probably a fair offer. <laughs> yeah, right. 25 schmeckles. So uh, we get him coming back, you know, limping into his, uh, limping into, you know. Yeah, he goes, he just goes limping yeah, by. Limping and Rick, by. Rick effectively saves the day by yeah. going, hey, man, I just want a whole bunch of money playing these card games. I've kind of loosened up a little bit. Let's go Let's give go. the money to the townspeople and we'll, we'll go, wrap this up we'll wrap nice this and up. clean Morty style. and. They do, and uh, they're like, oh my god, the fucking king is coming. Let's let you see the king real quick, and it's the fucking jelly bean. And Morty's like, portal now, which Rick obliges. And he walks off, and he opens up another portal, points the gun through, and turns Mr. Jellybean into pus. Yeah, it's the best. I mean, his eye explodes. He, he erupts. He, he just erupts. It's the best. He explodes, and it's fucking beautiful. It's one of the most satisfying scenes ever, bro. Like, Everybody who's ever gone through anything like that has wanted to see that happen to their abuser. And we got to fucking see it. Like, vindication for fucking everybody. And so now, let's cut through this real quick. Um, the the Meeseeks, like you said, running through with a, with a horse. Uh, trap Jerry and Beth in the fridge. And, like... Beth, Beth gives him a pep talk. Beth gives him Tells him she loves him. Because that's yeah. all he really needed. Yeah, he just... And he fucking... He, 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 hits, the, he hits an onion into a pot. On a stove, and all the Meeseeks evaporate. Most of it, yeah. Except, except for, for one. Yeah. He's like, I'm a stiffler. How's your short game? And he fucking puts an onion into a coffee cup. 
He disappears. The fucking gun drops on the floor. We will take our food to go. You no, you won't. You have so many questions to answer. The cops are on the way. So we're uh, we're burning through this really good. We're on to episode. It's Rick Potion number nine, where uh, oh, man. he he basically makes a love potion for Morty out of vol DNA, <laughs> and he rubs it on Jessica, and Jessica fucking wants to mate right there in the middle of the flu season dance, <laughs> which the virus that Rick gave Morty to give to Jessica piggybacks off of her through the flu onto Brad, who then sneezes in the punch and he gets sucked into the AC. Brad, like, another great character when he brings in the fact that he is a big he's a big fish in a small pond and he's gonna keep it that way. He knows where he is like where he, he is in the hierarchy and so should Morty. Don't talk to don't talk to uh to uh Jessica, Jessica like you know I throw balls far. If you want to date someone who says good words, date a languager. That's one of my favorite lines in the whole fucking show. Uh, I throw balls far, date a languager type shit. Yeah. A languager, no less. Um, but effectively, everybody falls in love with Morty. Golden Fold and Vagina are trying to have a three-way with him. Yeah, they, they, one of them is, as, as ba- they basically come to the conclusion that together they may not be able to get... Or singly they may not be able to get him, but together at least that they one can... One can uh, can can basically fold into the other. It's like, hey man, uh, we both want him, and he probably won't say yes to either of us. But if we're the first ones to offer him a three way, maybe. Yeah, and so you even have the band talking about how much they love. Him. I love Morty, <laughs> and I hope that he loves me. <laughs> Fucking, it's so wonderful, bro. He's so good with it. So he essentially turns the whole world into Cronenberg land. Yeah, well, so uh, you know they bust out. And uh, Rick scoops him up in the in the in the ship. I know this never happens, but I made a mistake. Oh, okay. Uh, and then he uh, he gives him the antidote, which turns him uh, into uh, mantis people. Because mantis is the opposite of all. Because yeah, mantis is the opposite of all. And then uh, that obviously doesn't work. So he goes out to the desert, whips up a whole bunch of crazy shit. And while they're whipping up all this crazy shit, the mantises are everywhere. The mantises have taken over the planet. There, I mean, uh, the dude uh, who Beth works with tries to fucking fuck her, and then in the middle of that, turns into a mantis person and is like, "I want to know what Morty's skin smells like." Type shit. And uh, while this is all happening, oh, God, the cra- the crowbar. Yeah, why this is all Mister Crowbar, and this is also crowbar. Yeah, bro. Uh, so. Jerry's like on the way to try and bust Beth for cheating, right? He just knows because Jerry fucked with him or because uh, Rick fucked with him earlier. And he's having played on his insecurities. He's killing all these fucking bug people, bro. Like has turned So we into see a exactly where where Morty gets his do not corner me from. Yeah, oh yeah, bro. It's yeah. a it's a it's crazy, bro. Jerry's out here busting fools with crowbars and Running shotguns. Cars. Yeah, and uh, and he busts in and kills the mantis who's threatening Beth with a crowbar. And then them two go and, like, Mad Max it up. They, like, have, like, a fucking truck with, like, spikes on it and a ramp on the fucking and front. S- and some some is just, running through it, too, man. Just she's, she's, she's just running. She's yeah. just trying to get out of there. Yeah. And they wind up linking up. And I love that uh, Summer's like, does Rick have to do with this? And Jerry's like, it's not fair to assume that. And finally... Uh, because Rick's now no longer there, Jerry can be confident, and some and uh, Beth can be happy with him, right? 
she's like, who cares? I got my man. And they start kissing and Beth, uh, Summer's literally like, ooh, do 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 Yeah, awkwardness is like playing into it hard. This isn't happening here. Um, and whenever he mixes, whenever Rick finally mixes up the last of it, um, he reminds Morty that sometimes science is more art than science. People need to remember that. And, uh, and he fixes the world, or at least so it seems. For 30 seconds And then so, everybody right? just turns into the most disgusting Cronenbergs. They turn inside out. It's like the 1980s, the thing type yeah, shit. Exactly. Everything is just fucking terrible, bro. Everything is terrible. And uh, obviously Morty isn't cool with this. Rick isn't cool with it. They have to figure something out. And they wind up uh, going back and Rick reveals that he has like an ultra mayday switch. They yeah. just have like a few of they can go to an entirely different reality. He puts on some goggles, finds an appropriate reality, and uh, obviously you know, they try and make it so that it appears that it's our Rick and Morty who are like high-fiving about things getting put back right. Um, but it isn't. It's a whole different reality. And right whenever Rick tries to put the final three screw turns that kind of kicked off the whole episode. Yeah, because he wanted to make a particular... He was trying to make a device, device and he asked Morty to hand him a screwdriver and Morty wouldn't do it. Yeah. And so instead of just grabbing the screwdriver himself, he went through this whole fucking rigmarole, right? This all could have been avoided if Rick would have just grabbed his own goddamn screwdriver. Mm -hmm. But uh, right whenever he does his I, third I, screw turn, the fucking device blows up and kills the shit out of them both. An and independent is, Morty is a dangerous Morty, right? Yeah, well, uh, 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 too confident a Morty yeah. can cause real problems for everybody. Yeah. But this is where one of the craziest things in this whole part of the season happens, where uh, Morty comes through the portal and sees him and Rick dead and just has a complete freak out. He wasn't ready for this. He didn't realize what he was walking into. He didn't realize that he was leaving his real family behind. Um, yeah, this is fucked up for Morty. Like, real, and, real this, fucked up. and we find out down the line that that... This isn't the first time for Rick to take over a family. Essentially, there's there's two different Ricks out there. There's a there's the um, samurai master a Rick who basically goes in alone, and then there's others who kind of leech off of families. Yeah, you know, there's there's Ronin. Yeah. There's a Ronin. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, even whenever he meets the, the the version of him that was created by. Um, bird person subconscious. Yeah. So he was like, "Oh, you're one of those creeps who moved in with a family." Yeah. Like you know, like even even young Rick would have not done what current Rick is doing. But uh, they wind up burying themselves in the backyard, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Rick buries himself, and Morty buries himself. That seems fair. And uh, Rick just sits down like nothing's happening. Grabs a soda, sits down, watch starts watching some interdimensional cable. Uh, and Morty is just like horrified, stunned. Yeah. By all this, Jerry and Beth are fighting. Summer's dicking off, but they aren't his family. Yeah. You know, they're they're not the family that he grew up with. You know, and and this is just a really really tough grapple for Morty, man. They, they, you can tell it like he's just. I mean, they have like the somber music playing. He's like his mouth is open, like he just. And he's. I mean, he's completely he, traumatized. The, the funny thing is, is that that. That innocence and whatever, I mean, basically the the stain that is Rick essentially just lets him become, you know, a leech. And he's just able to kind of like settle in 
and he just kind of lets it be. It's always in the back of his mind, of course, but it's just kind of there. He always finds a way to fucking take it over, bro. Like yeah. He, and he's a crazy character. But the next episode... But the next episode is called Raising the Zorkasorp. And this one's wild, bro. This is where... Another one that I was really hell-bent on not liking, bro, right? In real life, Morty has an alien son. Yeah. Morty is a father, bro. Morty's a dad. It's great. And he... <laughs> another one that starts off mid... Like, I guess... What interaction. Mid-interaction, yeah. And, and he's uh, he's negotiating with... A, the, I loved how you kind of picked up on this. A pawn shop... A single pawn shop on a planet. Yeah, Planet Pawn Shop. Planet Pawn Shop. Yeah. yeah. And it's just like a large parking lot with a single pawn shop. It's like an asteroid that you can yeah. park on, bro. It's like a circle. It's like a perfect sphere. You can park on it. You can walk into this goddamn pawn shop. The stuff that's in the pawn shop is so fucking cool. There's so many neat things in this pawn shop. And of course, the thing that Morty finds is a goddamn fuckbot. <laughs> And as it turns out, it's not just a fuck bot. It's a baby making. It's a baby making bot. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was created by the Gazorpazorpian women. What, what did he name it? Gwendolyn. Yeah, Gwendolyn. Oh my God! Rick said, uh, "Whenever, whenever, uh, I love that they hear him thumping it, and uh, and some are just like, we're just not going to address this. Like, not saying it's a bad idea, just confirming." Yeah. And uh, he comes down, smacks s- that goddamn orange juice, bro. Yeah. He just two gulps. Gets his electrolytes back up and then right back to it. I love how, uh, like, two minutes later, Morty comes running back down. And he's like, Rick, I need your help. And uh, and whenever they go up there, Beth is like, all right, now if we hear the thumping, we stop it. Exactly. And sure enough, Rick gets up there and the thing is turned into a sphere and it's just like bouncing around. So they're thumping. And they're coming. But uh, Rick goes... Oh, wow, it's trying to dip out of here. Usually that's the man's job. It's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite jokes of the whole episode. It's just some good old fucking shitty dad jokes. And so we essentially get... Well, the... Summer, Summer gets nabbed by Xorpia yeah, through a portal. Yeah. Right, because she has tits. She should fucking be ashamed. Yeah, and so he's like... the, the He knows exactly what it is, and he's like, bro, this is a Xorpian... Well, once he opens it up, right, he's able to determine. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, we need to get this thing out of here as soon as possible because it's going to become enraged, dangerous. Well, he doesn't know about the Gazorpians. He's able to track down that it's from Gazorpians. Okay, okay. Right, he doesn't know anything about Gazorpians directly offhand, Uh, and so he's trying to kill it. Um, the baby, it bursts out a baby very rapidly and he tries to kill it because he's like, man, you guys fucking quarantined the house whenever Summer brought back olives from Mexico. This thing could grow to be the size of fucking Delaware. What the fuck are y'all doing? And it's like fucking facts. And it like not only does it not grow to be the size of Delaware, but it does in a matter of 24 to 48 hours it, grows to be a full grown male Gazorpian who's one of the most violently aggressive creatures known in the universe. Oh my god, uh, the what is it? Uh, what comic strip is it? I forget what comic strip it was, uh, but basically he was a writer for like a standard funny comic strip, and he's like, I'm riddled with the thoughts of. Of, uh, what is it? Of Like rape and murder. Rape basically. and murder. And he's like, oh, I didn't get that from Marmaduke. It's Marmaduke. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. He's like, I didn't get that from... And he goes, well, did you get... Did did you get the comedy? Or did, did you, you get that I was trying to make you laugh? laugh? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it is a, it's one of the great lines, bro. And, uh, so Morty convinces the kid that uh, the air is poison outside and that you can't go outside. Yeah. Because it's trying to rain down death and destruction on everybody while Rick and Summer manage the situation that's transpiring on Gazorpazorp 
And I love that uh, Rick's like, obviously there's a ruling class that's manipulating this class down here through sex and sex and technology sound familiar <laughs> like type shit and uh he, he's completely chatting it up he's trying to say that men are for just just like bro waving his dick around rick is a straight up chud in this episode yeah he's, he's just like, chudding it up there's a reason why he has a chud baby because he's a fucking chud bro like Rick, Rick jives with the chuds. He's chudding it up very, very hard this episode. And uh, so there, there was a really great. It's part. the Amazon twist. Bro. Yeah. Oh, it's like, hey, brother, you got a nice racket here. It's women. Oh, wow, it's the old Amazon twist. Gert. And uh, they fucking take to strangling him, and they're like, I guess this is your fucking your man's, you know, off his leash. Like your slave needs to do better. And some of like, yeah, he's definitely my slave type shit. And uh, they drop him in, so they're able to like weasel their way in with Rick basically having to pretend that he's a slave and that Summer's his keeper. And uh, Rick winds up, you know, it's, it's terrible for him the whole time, and he winds up ripping a fart and just talking shit about it. And they wind up trying to fucking execute these fools for this shit. Like they're really gonna execute Rick and Summer for him farting. And for, so they for, were for just making the noise that does not exist. And so there's this just. They're just going to drop a rock on him. Yeah. And he calls him out on the simplicity it's of like, it. Holy shit. You're going to drop a boulder on us? Is this like He's not even trying to call him out. He's just shocked. Yeah. He's just like, holy shit. And she is uh, so affronted that he knew what was going to happen. That he's like, she's like, no, there's this whole elaborate system that we have and we're going to use it on you. It's like the boulder lands on a lever that shoots daggers. And she like, starts crying. What? She starts crying. Like, You're right. I was just gonna drop a boulder on you. I'm just pissed <laughs> off. I don't want you to. And uh, who, I think it was later uh, in the uh, in the uh, uh, um, not the Avengers. What do they call it? Uh, the what is it? Um, I can't remember. Either way, the the, yeah. the the Rick and Morty versus equivalent of the Avengers. Um, the Defenders, Rick, right? The Defenders. That's right? not it. But either way, um, Morty tells Rick. I know you're right, but no one wants to give you the gratitude when you're an asshole. And he's like, I know. That's why popular people are fucking stupid. <laughs> but, uh, it really, I mean, it really is. He makes no friends. That he is, uh, he is an island. He's aware of how, I mean, he, I mean, genius is, I mean, it's the whole thing of like, you know, people don't like to be corrected. People don't like to be, you know, basically made a fool of and for the most part they do it to themselves and he's just the one willing to call him out on it yeah you know? oh yeah no, he, he, i mean the best thing about it is he lets jerry wallow in his own shit a lot of the times right rick ain't ever saying nothing that ain't true yeah and and the thing about it is is that he's willing to let you sit in that uncomfortable silence because to him it just it's funny i mean it's it's you know and if it isn't funny, it's something he flat out doesn't even connect with or understand. Yeah, exactly. He's just on a whole different level. So one thing I will tell you is, uh, I'm not a father, I'm an uncle, but like for my nephews, it was Yo Gabba Gabba, it was th- things like that. So what was it? I think for this one, there was like a a little like ABC song that kind of quelled his... The hands. His, yeah, the hands, right? That's how we play handy hands. Yeah. Yeah, show me your hands. Um, And he, he's... Slows him down, and he winds up getting uh, his son, Morty Jr., to kind of chill out and relax. And mm-hmm. he says he's going to go write a novel. And Jerry's like, I hope his novels are going to pay for replacing my rear, my rear axle. 
Um, but that's effectively where the episode ends, right? They, they want to do an interview that the family sees on cable where oh, he's man, talking about... Oh, man, the total about... pettiness. We didn't talk about the total pettiness that is Beth and uh, Jerry of just scoffing at everything he does. Oh, man. Complete hands off, but totally scoffing at him. And then he, he... Well, they tried to help him. Morty was like, don't help. Y'all are going to fucking ruin him because <laughs> one was trying to treat him like a reptile and one was trying to coddle him. Yeah. You know? And so he writes a tell-all about how terrible Morty is. My terrible father. Yeah, my terrible father. And Beth is like, bro, that's just parenthood. It's a thankless job. It's just a parent, you know? The next episode that comes up is Rixie Minutes, which is uh, where we actually get our first glimpse of interdimensional cable. Such a great episode. So many we, fun things. Yeah, we have... Uh, we have the brothers running from a planet and cats and grandmas. We have Jerry becoming a Jerry being a celebrity in another dimension and writing a shit ton of terrible movies. Doing cocaine with, with Johnny Ooh, John, He's like, oh, Jerry, I love that we're best friends. I love that uh, Beth winds up getting to be a, an actual yeah. heart surgeon, but she's just like alone in a house and drinking just, wine with birds. Birds, yeah. And, uh, and summer doesn't exist. Like in most circumstances, of, and any time where she does exist, they're just doing mundane they're shit. They're playing like, Yahtzee, right? I yeah. Think what it is, right? Shoots and ladders. Shoots and ladders. That type yeah. of shit, you know what I'm saying? And so Beth has to tell her, you know, with children comes responsibilities. And they are there was a lot of concessions that they had to make because they had Summer. And in this moment, they're basically wrapping their heads around, uh, Summer's wrapping her head around the fact that uh, her parents aren't really happy. They're just forcing themselves to be together for the sake of the kids. And she's like, you know what? Fuck y'all. I'm out. I'm going I'm to I'm move to New Mexico and do something with turquoise. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. And they're like, she's like, I'm 17. That's the same age as y'all were whenever y'all had me. That means that I'm going to go out in the world and have better judgment than you had. Which is uh, fucking solid reasoning, dog. Like, she fucking nailed that. And the whole turquoise play was just hilarious. Because it's just, I mean, you there. those people do exist. They just go out to New Mexico and fuck with turquoise all day. You know? It's fucking true, bro. It's, a, it's, a, it's an entire personality built up in 30 seconds. Yeah, she was able to just, like, nail her whole rest of her life in no time, bro. She's like, this is what I'm going to do. It's uh, a direction. So interdimensional cable is great. We learn. We get, uh, we get uh, doors. We get... Uh, sneezy cars just what a great episode cars versus people cars versus people uh, and then we get at the end of the the whole crux of the episode is them going to a world where hamsters inhabit humans anuses and turn them into basically apartments and condominiums yeah, yeah that happens that's definitely how they wrap the episode um, so many crazy little things happen in what, all these. Yeah, what I mean, in the, the 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 introduction of interdimensional cable and Morty trying to sound smart and Rick immediately just like batting that shit away, like yep, twenty percent, twenty percent right as usual, <laughs> you know. So we're we're on to something. Rick this way comes best episode, which is fantastic. Bro, I love that. Uh, Rick immediately calls the devil out as the devil. He's like, yeah. So you're the devil, right? He's like, he's like, huh. Weird shop pops up out of nowhere, selling a bunch of cursed old items. Where are you, the devil? He's like, ugh, ugh. Like, immediately. Yeah, I love like, how later the devil's like, you're, your grandpa's the devil. He's like, I, yeah, he goes, you, you know, I may be the devil, but your uncle is the devil. I want to go back to hell where everybody thinks I'm funny and smart. <laughs> the bet, I mean, you, we've talked about it, like, um, my, you know, there's a there's a famous quote out there that says, "Prayer is the last refuge of a scoundrel," right? 
And you legit see that in the course of an episode where Rick is on his last leg, he's losing oxygen, and he resorts to prayer. And as soon as, you know, there's there's any relinquished, there's, there's some relenting, you know, uh, of the circumstance that he's in, he takes it back and says, I am, you know, better than God. Yeah, I think that's actually on the next episode. Um, the that's where they uh, that's where they have the uh, the the Schrodinger's the Schrodinger's garage that's, situation. Yeah, and they have the yeah. they have the testicle people. Yeah, that's yeah. not on that's not on this one. But I mean, no, I'm just saying like this, that this, is this, great. Yeah, that's um, uh, this one. Uh, my favorite part of this one is where uh, whenever he finally wins and he's like, "This was just a bit for me." Like whenever you, Bugs Bunny's <laughs> fucking with the orchestrator, it burns the whole thing down. Bro, the, the moment that it's no longer serving him the way it was supposed to serve him, he gets bored and just destroys it. Well, Morty is his own person in this episode. He's kind of pushing away. He's 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 pushing away from from Rick and he 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 wants to have his own time with himself and to be his own person. And this is the so Jerry's not around. Nobody's around. And so he's going to take the devil down a peg or two and at the same time make it so that Summer needs him. Yeah, well, and again, like I think that Rick likes to uh, just like beat people down. He's yeah. able to do that even to the devil. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it was it was it was a game to him. It was literally a game to him to see how bad he could just, fuck with the devil. The best part is is whenever the random guy comes up to him and he goes, I don't is this this insurance doesn't cover it enough. And is this what kind of insurance you're giving for me to apply? And he's like, What? Fuck this, I'm done. Burning it down. Grabs a gas like I like how you talk about the the gargoyles going like throwing criminals out of Sorry. Out of frame, yeah. Out of frame, he grabs a gas can from, like, out of nowhere and, like, pulls That's it That's where all his shit comes from. <laughs> yeah. It's from out of frame or in his coat. Yeah, and he's just, like, pouring gas and, like, lighting the match. Instantly. It took Instantly. him two seconds. And, and so the thing that's tracking on the side with this is that uh, Jerry and Morty are trying to do the science oh, diorama. That's so great. This yeah. is, and so this is a episode, right? Yeah, and this yeah. is also a, what is my purpose? Oh, the butter. You pass butter. What is my purpose? And he looks you at pass, his robe. You pass butter. He looks at his little robot hands, and he has no expression, but you can feel. Oh my god! <laughs> you can feel like the emotional damage he gave to a sentient robot that he made in thirty seconds just to pass butter. He's like, and oh the butter god. is a hand reach away. Yeah, well, and it's like doing a good job of like making nice little slices of butter. Right, whereas later in the episode, he just hucks the entire fucking he hucks the entire stick of butter on the plate and walks off, and uh, so the butter pot's just fucked up emotionally after that. And I love how whenever he's like, "Oh my god," Rick's like, "Welcome to the party, pal." He's just like, "Yeah." He's just... I love also that later, whenever uh, whenever Summer and Beth are doing their own shit, and Jerry and uh, Morty are still on Pluto. And Rick gets back from doing his shit, and he walks in and is like sincerely um, lonely, lonely, yeah. and he like wants some human interaction. And like mm-hmm. they're all gone, and so he's like, "Hey, asks the butterbot, hey man, you want to like watch a movie?" Yeah, well, I was like, "I'm not programmed for, for friendship. friendship. Yeah. No, suit yourself then." <laughs> well, he literally just broke its its little zero spirit. one spirit. It broke it. It broke its spirit, bro. Yeah, it literally was, broke it. Right? Yeah, and so and after that, he wants it to be his friend or uh, you know, 
commiserate with him. Uh, and so we have we have Jerry coming to the conclusion that he cannot he he can't force his son to you know his son has to be his own person. You know he he can't you know he 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 has to be like he says he Jerry's not a genius but he's a genius at being his dad. Yeah, you know, stop while you're ahead. Yeah, stop while you're ahead. Also, to be busting in my bedroom. <laughs> I'm 14. I got a fucking computer here, bro. Got internet. Got yeah. Computer. Yeah. Like know your like know what you're gonna well, know when I'm when you bust in here the next time I'm gonna be mid stroke and you're gonna see it. Bro, the uh, the Plutonians were also crazy, bro. The yeah. fact that the lead scientist was the son of the leader of Pluto and that the leader of Pluto wanted to keep mining the plutonium and the son of the leader of Pluto was trying to bring to life the mining of the plutonium was bad like yeah, a neat little thing going yeah, on. it was a great what, I mean I just a spectacular storyline I loved how they picked Jerry up because they were doing routine observation of phone calls and like yeah. he really gave it to NASA there and uh, yeah dude it's just great it's, it's really a, it's really really a great episode but uh, to keep it moving the next episode is uh, Close Rick Counters of the Rick Kind which is a fantastic episode, right? Um, what all goes down in this episode? So that was uh, Close Rick Counters of the Rick Kind would be... Oh man, you know what? I'm having trouble kind of remembering this one. This is... Uh, oh, man. Let's uh, let's get it going here. We'll cut it right here. Yeah, we'll cut. This is where they introduce the Citadel. Oh. Man, okay. this... The, yeah, this is... Uh, so we have uh, Closer Encounters of the Rick Kind, right? And we have the introduction of the Citadel. We have the inner. We have. Uh, we have all kinds of shit goes on yeah, this we, episode, bro. It's, um, it's, this is where this is where they introduce be, this yeah. is where they introduce Evil Morty. Yeah. This is where they introduce that Morty's camouflage. And we also kind of get this uh, a dividing line in the writers' room, right? I mean, like kind of like stepping away from. What would be considered, I guess, the toxic members of the Morty fandom, and basically wanting them to understand that, that you know, this this is this this is this is a gift for everybody, right? And we're gonna we're gonna take it into the direction that we want it to be, in, not the direction that you are going to try and force upon us. Yeah, well, I mean, the writers have been very clear that they're never gonna do what anyone on the internet says they ought to do. Exactly. They're doing their own shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, dude, this is a fantastic episode, bro. The, there's so many different Ricks and Mortys everywhere. Yeah, you um, have a, they all have like you know you have a hammer Rick. Everything they yeah. have they have cowboys, cowboys, yeah. lizards, water people. Yeah, um, you get um, to see a big Morty and a small Rick. Um, you get the introduction of Goofus Rick, which is great. I love Goofus Rick, even though he eats his own shit. He's really he's a, he, he he's says he doesn't eat his own shit. Yeah, he's an endearing character. Yeah, him and Jerry got to bro down. Man, I found my Rick. I found my Rick. <laughs> and uh, I love that whenever uh, whenever Doofus Rick had to leave, Jerry like leaned against the wall and punched the wall and it, like knocked over a couple of their Legos that they've been working on together. Like it's just so poignant and so fun, dude. I really can't get enough. Um, yeah, great introduction to like a, a larger scale picture that they end up kind of stepping away from just to kind of prove a point, but is real powerful in the sense of basically them telling, you know, uh, toxic uh, toxic fans to kind of like understand that this can go in any direction. You know, I love that uh, in the very beginning of the episode, uh, Bethel's going to make him uh, flying saucer shaped pancakes. Yeah, and I love that whenever they were doing, uh, whenever they were putting Rick on trial, he was like, 
we're getting to the point where my pancakes are going to be crossing over into soggy masses instead of fluffy pancakes with syrup on them. You know, I don't want to get all Andy Rooney on y'all, but <laughs> yeah, you know, we're getting to that critical point in my pancake stack where I can't be bothered with this no more. They're like, seize his portal gun. He's like, oh, uh, shit. Like, like immediately, like, for Rick, that's like someone looking at his browser history. Yeah. He's like, yo, whoa, whoa, you're looking at a man's portal gun. We all go to weird places, man. Like, I love how this is immediately fucking, like, whoa. But they point out that all of the, the Rick, all, all the dimensions that he's gone to is where the murders are taking place. And he's like, I'm being framed. And they wind up basically going on this adventure to track down the real killer. It turns out to be... Um, Evil Rick, who was clearly being controlled by Evil Morty. Yeah, I love that the cult of Mortys uh, recognized Rick's Morty as the Mortyest Morty, yeah. the one true Morty, and that ties into what Rick was saying at the end of the episode that it would go without saying that the Rickest Rick would have the Mortyest Morty. And so, I mean, it's I mean, I, I hate to keep digging into new uh, in the later episodes, but it's okay. Jerry is the Jerry's Jerry. And he ends up rallying other Jerry's. It's kind of funny. I mean, like they, you know, they can, you know, Jerry and Morty are are are, are indeed cut well, from I the same the, cloth. Well, I reckon the Jerry's Jerry it would be uh, the Jerry on Cronenberg Planet, right? Like he's you're, like yeah, that's you're, OG, OG. Yeah, that's but OG. then again, I think that Rick's just flattering Morty here because right. this probably isn't even his first Morty. He even took a coupon for a free replacement <laughs> Morty. Uh, he's and, like, no, no, yeah, like, don't talk about that right now. Yeah, yeah. Let's go, Morty. Snatch, give me that shit. Yeah. Like he still reaches back and takes it, which I can't even blame him. Morty's probably hard to come by. I mean, later on, they they go and show like the links to which Ricks go through to ensure that there is a steady supply of Mortys. So to find a nice little organic Morty like he's done is like good work. Like it yeah. takes it takes honest work from him to make it happen. So so we 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 are through the one of the best episodes and. It is a shame that that by the name we you know we we kind of you know let it fall by the wayside, but it is an important episode to to bring in the Citadel Ricks, and you get to kind of like meet a whole. New, oh, it definitely yeah. like sets the stage for a bunch of shit. We get to yeah. meet all the council members of the yeah. of the Ricks. I mean, there's a lot of big shit that goes down in this episode. So the next episode would be Ricksy Business. Ricksy Business, which was just a great episode. I, I love the it. Titanic episode. Yeah. God, what a great we so this was the this was one of I mean we get to you get you get a excited Jerry, which is nice. Jerry being in his element, loving Titanic. Uh I mean basically being a basic bitch, but you just kinda have to enjoy it, you know? I mean he's he he's happy. Oh, he's a simp. He's doing him. He's mm-hmm. literally such a simple dude. Mm-hmm. All you need to do is be like, Yeah, but I'm enthusiastic about the Titanic with you. And he's going to have a great fucking day, you know. But uh, shit goes sideways for him. He winds up almost getting raped by a lady named Lucy, who's one of the, like, hospitality staff at the at the, at the the attraction. And she's always wanted to kind of participate but never got to. That's the whole reason why she works there is because she wants to participate. Yeah, but she's never she been able to. And so she's, like, she's, she's, she's down for him to basically come inside of her because they doesn't want any mess in the car that she has to kind <laughs> she's of. She's, like... Oh my god, she's such a maniac. She's got him at gunpoint, and she's like, "We're gonna fuck in that car. Don't put a nice handprint on the when it gets nice and steamy. And you're gonna come in me. Mm-mm, no mess, no clean." And then fucking was Beth, it? Beth, Beth knocks Beth, her out with a book. Yeah, Beth. He's like, "Aren't you glad I don't like Kindles or so or whatever?" Aren't yeah, you? aren't you glad I didn't like that Kindle you got me? Like, <laughs> literally, can't Stick, even save yeah. his life without jabbing him. What a piece of shit. And uh, she, I mean, she had the she had the drop on her right away. She knew that she was crazy, but she was just like, 
I want to read my book. I want to relax. This is not just your day off or vacation. This is mine. Let me just hang out in the barracks, read a book, and just kind of like enjoy myself. Enjoy myself. And he's, you know, he's living his best Titanic life with the psychopath. And while this is all going on, Rick and Summer are throwing a fucking rager at the house that Morty is just melting down over. Morty's never consented to the party. Morty never has a good time. We get introduced to Aberdolf Linkler. Aberdolf Linkler. I mean, he's just that he's he's wrapped with uh with internal strife because we, we, all men are created equal, but the third Reich will reign for a thousand years. Uh, we get introduced to Squanchy. Squanchy. Oh, he's he's just, squanching himself to he's just hanging him on by a belt and squanching him just squanching down with himself in a closet. Hey man, some closets are for squanching. <laughs> you know, some closets are for squanching. You just say what's in your squanch. And people get it. Yes. Um, we get introduced to Bird Person, who's yeah. who's like a a Vulcan, yeah. right? Like he's like very like uh, robotic in his delivery in his words. Even and when he's very even logical as, in what he says, and even like as very he much like the loose, Vulcan. Yeah, even as he cuts loose and is like hanging out with Summers. I believe uh, I can make that happen. Yeah, like, he's like yeah, he's hanging out with uh, Summers' best friend. What is what is her name? Tammy. Tammy, he's hanging out with... I mean, he's basically essentially, you know, falling for Tammy. And him and Tammy are wind up as a couple. But he's, you know, he, he's ready to chill. He's ready to, you know... To, he's you single, know, ready to mingle, yeah, dog. Yeah. Big and, bird person. Bird and, purse. And we we have, uh, was it the gear person? Talking about the gear wars. Which, that motherfucker ain't cool. We hang out with him because his dad was a writer. That's why, like, don't make no mistake. Fucking fuck gearhead. That was a fag. But at any rate, uh, what all goes down beyond that? Oh, so they, they wind up, Brad shows up and uh, gets into some type of altercation with Linkler. Yeah. Right? That's super awkward because he's like, basically, I wrote the Emancipation Proclamation. He's like, I don't give a fuck. But, you know, he's like, you're Hitler. And uh, he's like, he's like, what, do I owe you something for that? And he kind of yeah. shrugs like, oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. And he's uh, like. Rick yeah. instigates a fight between them, and uh, Jessica has a big fit about it. And Summer try or uh, Morty tries to get upset about it. Rick's like, "Bro, go fucking get it in." Basically, yeah. the only like, adventure- I, I I just gave you an in. Go yeah, take it. The only adventure you're on is your cusping manhood tonight. And uh, Morty takes her to the garage, and they stumble across Squanchy, who's squanching in the closet. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Morty is shocked and stumbles back and bumps into some device that falls over and teleports the house into a whole other dimension. And he literally, without, like, he gives zero shits. He just, like, zero fucks. He opens up the sliding glass door, takes a deep breath. Oxygen-based tentacle tentacle people, let's keep partying. Yeah, like, big old star in the sky, oxygen-rich atmosphere, giant tentacle monsters. We're going to be just fine. Everybody party. And I love that that one dude runs outside to party and immediately gets grabbed by the big monsters and like they he just keep a, right yeah, on. He party. has like a great story arc too because he's like he's like a wild man. And then at the end of it, they're I think I guess like the tentacle people are abducted more people from the party. No, they wind up with a, they wind up getting Linkler after. Yeah, they I, get Linkler and they're kind of like I, I guess they're mating. And I just think they're like, fucking masturbating yeah. when we're playing with. I don't know what the and fuck's going like, on. It's some weird like, shit. And he's like, "You're into this," and he's yeah, like, dog. "Yeah, dog." You know it, dog. <laughs> um, we get to see. Uh, so speaking of Linkler and how he winds up in that situation, um, 
Jessica sends uh, Nancy. Nancy. Rick sends Morty and and uh, and Linkler. And Linkler because he's a he, he needs he's to a, ba- he basically got the no one likes Linkler yeah. and Morty's being a drag and no one likes and Summer doesn't like Nancy so but they all get sent off. They get sent off to go get crystals. Uh, mm-hmm. Calaxian crystals. Calax. Calax and they come back with the Calax. Um, Aberdoff Linkler sacrifices himself. Well, uh, not really. But not really, of course. Yeah, you find out that he did. Yeah, but and uh, uh, he ends up doing a large rail of the crystal, and Morty finds out that like it wasn't needed, and he could have. And Rick's like, "Bro, I could have sent this home like hours ago, but I needed this Kalax because it's like available. We're here. Let's park." And I need more of it because it's got a really strong but fleeting high. And His eyes literally turn blue, blue like from Dune. And he's like, Morty gets so mad and he throws the Kalax out into the fucking field and the fucking tentacle monsters take it and start doing it. <laughs> they know what's up. They know what Kalax does. They're just they're grabbing they're anything just that comes out of that house yeah. at this point, evidently. So we get them back into the Yeah, well, so Morty's like, fucking party's over, yeah. everybody. And uh, Jerry, or Jerry, Rick is like, boo, big old party pooper, boo. And they try and so Squanchy goes, All right, the party's gonna continue at my house, and uh he tells Summer no thanks. Yeah, like you're Summer's... not we saw what you did to Nancy. You're not squanchy enough for a squanchy party, you're not invited. And though that kind of like plays to the whole beginning of it because Summer wants the party to become popular, and Rick just wants to get shit faced. And he just wants I to have party to get riggedy riggedy wrecked. Yeah. That's exactly what he did. Yeah, and so Summer comes to the conclusion that it's like just better to get wrecked. Like, we don't have to party to be popular. We party to have fun and unwind, not to go up the social hierarchy. Which is funny because she tries to live that out as a rule later, and Rick has to break it to show her that rules are for pussies. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. if I give, if, if there's a rule, if there's a rule that Rick's supposed to abide by, he's about to break he's that gonna shit. He's going to break that rule. Yeah. Which is fun. I get that. But, um,. They wind up freezing time because uh, Summer, uh, not Jerry, Jerry and Beth are on the way back. Yeah. And they had the clan fear. Um, the fucking Lucy was hanging on to the bottom of the car and she gets run the fuck oh, over. Oh, yeah, the Cape Fear. She gets the roll- Cape Fear part. She gets of rolled up, bro. And she literally, I love how they, they literally just like, they don't even give you a chance to be like, like you said, the meme with, uh, the meme with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. She's literally holding on to Cape Fear, Cape Fear. Like they 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 literally reference their own reference. Bro, and... James Cameronian rings. <laughs> oh, those were the best. So many funny little nuggets, but um, basically, Morty starts throwing a fit because he realizes that his parents are almost home, and yeah, Rick uh, is passed out on the couch, and uh, Morty and Bird Person have an exchange where basically Bird Person's like, bro. You can do nothing and be done with Rick, or you can fucking help Rick and he'll fix this and you can keep fucking with Rick. And, and he comes to this, like, he comes to this conclusion of, like, that he, that as much as he despises, uh, as much as he thinks he despises Rick, he, he keeps his life interesting, you know? I mean, the bottom line is, no matter what's going on, he decides to keep Rick around. Yeah. In that moment, he has the power and he chooses to keep Rick. And Bert Porson kind of like calls him out on it. Not being ugly, just letting him know that he's made that decision. Oh, he's just like so matter of fact about everything that's going on. He's like, this is your moment. And then him and Tammy dip to go make some fucking bird babies. And uh, so Summer, well, he 
Morty wakes up Rick and Rick's like, bro, go get me the thing from my garage. It's got like knobs and lights and switches. And Morty's like, bro, that's literally everything in your you garage. Summer in for the clutch. And Summer walks in, you mean this? And he's like, Summer, bro, when? <laughs> and he hits a button and literally freezes time uh, with the exclusion of them three, which is like completely unrealistic in any way that you can ever imagine it. But that's what they do. He shits on slow movies for not being near as cool as him. And they wind up bonding for an extended period of time, right? They, like, watch movies. They, like, do family shit. And he stops saying well of a dub Yeah, I mean, Morty even goes, you know, Rick, I haven't heard you say that well of a dub dub saying in a long time. He goes, I haven't needed to. I've got a new saying. I love my grandkids. Psych. I don't give a fuck. That's my new catchphrase. I don't Egg give a fuck. That's the end of the episode. Breaks the fourth wall. And he's like, cut it. Cut it now. Cut it. That's the end of the episode. And that's the end of the episode. I don't give a fuck. That's that's literally the final note that they end the season on is I don't give a fuck, which is great. I think that anybody who emphatically doesn't give a fuck like that, I jive with. Which is funny because, like, Rick doesn't give a fuck, and everyone who loves the show cares so much about it. And he's literally like, y'all care too much about something that is so not important that even the main character is like i don't care about this show bro yeah i don't care about it you know uh we get to i mean what i mean what an amazing first season i mean there's a reason that they're on what season how many now how many seasons they got a bunch bro yeah they've done a bunch bro they've done really really good with it man is the bottom line and like you said, we wouldn't be talking about it if we didn't love it. I mean, we really, you know, um, let, do you want to kind of give like a, like a, synops- talk about whatever we want. Well, bro. like I was saying, kind of like a synopsis of like, we had a, we had a, a previous Rick and Morty kind of like shop talk and we ended up changing it because we like, we like this format more. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we were doing some other stuff, um, previous you know, just so the people who are listening can know a little bit about us. We yeah. we kind of tried this a little bit before and kind of retooled and came back and did it this way. And we're, we're really, really happy with it. Yeah, that. I love the way it came out. I mean, we were we were trying so hard to make it about three consistent things and found oh, out Oh, the that, format was so stupid at first. Yeah. It was just, we bullshit too much. Like, if we were going to go through and just, like, talk, like, but, but at that point, it wouldn't have any personality, right? Yeah, like, exactly. We were just going to chalk an hour and a half full of bullet points of what happened in a show you know, that's just like straight up review and that's okay, but like there's not enough room for us to bullshit and talk shit and, you know, uh, hopefully let our character shine through so that people can enjoy it. And, and uh, but, but with, it. with, with, with those beginning episodes of us kind of like slog, like kind of like self, self, self actualizing the great thing that is now Portal Boys, we wouldn't have gotten Monkey Mouth. We wouldn't have gotten, you know, the, our, our ability to kind of like, you know, riff off of each other. So that's an important. No, I mean literally. Important. I mean literally, the, the the name for the for the podcast studio Monkey Mouth literally came out of one of those original um, episodes. I don't even remember what we were calling it back yeah, then. Yeah, like, we were, do you remember? What, I don't even think we really were, had a name. I think we just were calling it the Rick and Morty. Um, we had yeah. something we were calling it. Yeah. I remember we had something we were calling it. I think. We had something we were going to call it, and then we immediately decided to call it Monkey Mouth, and then because we liked Monkey Mouth so much, and then we wound up changing it to Portal Boys whenever we changed up the format, and then we kept Monkey Mouth because we liked yeah. it so much, so it's the studio name now. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, this in the future, man, you're going to be hearing plenty of podcasts under the moniker that is Monkey Mouth. And yeah, we're excited yeah, for that, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm certain any, if anybody's actually listened to this point, I'm certain they've heard us talk about it. You're yeah. doing Shut Up, You'll Listen, S U Y L, which is dope. Where you talk about, you know, people. The three things, right? What yeah, makes pe- you go in, what makes you happy, what makes you sad, and what gets you up in the morning, man. Yeah, and people from that. like different walks of life doing cool shit. And you've already talked to like a comedian and a chef and an artist. And yeah. so, I mean, you know, we, cool. we got, I mean, and, and so we got the, I'm always, I'm always going to kind of like butcher it. And, and I do apologize. So correct me if I'm wrong. It's the Kahona Companion. Konaha. Konaha Companion. Yeah. And it's a fight companion piece for Naruto. Yeah, yeah. It's basically a review show for Naruto, right? Um, I, uh, you know, obviously I'm late to the game. They've been doing this for 20 years, but it's still coming. They're still doing Boruto, like literally right now. So it's not like it's completely out of the cultural zeitgeist. But um, whenever I watched Naruto the first time, it was a lot. It was like a lot of information and a lot of stuff that they show you that they don't necessarily say is really important. And there's so much of it that it can all get kind of lost in the swath. And so I try and um, just keep people who are watching Naruto for the first time oriented so that they know uh, what's important. I do a, a basically a line-by-line review of the entire show. And I talk about what's important, who's important, where these things are happening, how they relate to one another. So that you can you know, have a, a proper orientation and way to think about Naruto as you go along. Because you kind of get dropped off. In a, in, a, in a verse and it can be a lot to kind of keep up with and keep your keep your mind wrapped around i mean i'm, I'm on my second watch right now yeah. as i'm doing the podcast and i'm still kind of realizing stuff as i go so uh you know uh, it's a, it's a neat process I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying it even if no one else ever watches i at least get to go through and kind of academically dissect something that i really appreciated on the first go through so yeah, and it's so a good time. this is just personal about us we didn't run in the same social circles we weren't in the same grade but we knew each other through, you know, through, through social interactions in school and linked up again on Facebook. And we just kind of were chit-chatting about Rick and Morty. And I just kind of shot my shot. I would shoot my shot about, let's let's throw this up. Let's put this on. We weren't even talking about Rick and Morty. We were talking about Invincible. Yeah, we were, right? We were Invincible talking about Invincible. was the fucking show that yeah. kind of brought us together. We were bullshitting about it. And Invincible's then we, fucking good. If y'all haven't watched Invincible, it's fucking fantastic. I mean, what a great, I mean, that's just a spectacular, well-written show. They're, I love that they're putting a little bit more... Um, a little bit more kind of money behind it and kind of power behind it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anything that's that successful, yeah, exactly. they're going to be like, hey, we want our cut. Like, yeah. Well, let's give you some money so we can get a cut. Yeah, and right. they're doing the same thing with The Boys. I really would like for us to talk about The Boys. Oh, The Boys is fantastic. Yeah. Have you, you've actually seen the series? The live uh, action? Yeah, I'm all caught up with The Boys. I've so seen. I think that that maybe should be our next thing, man. We should kind of cut into The Boys. It's, it's I mean, what, three, third season in? Um, it's it's definitely a bright light in the. In I think the, we could start those... doing an actual monkey mouth podcast where we do these kind of one off cool things. I, that I we think have that would thought. be great. Yeah. It could just be me and you doing the one off cool shit that pops in our heads, yeah. right? Because like we really don't have a platform for that. Yeah, you know I mean, just so like, we could just we that, could literally call it. You know, I mean, we could do one it on, issue. I mean, I mean, we could do it on your shut up, you'll listen. Yeah, right? that's but, right, but, yeah. but I mean, that's not really in theme for yeah. shut up, you'll listen. But we'll figure it out, right? I mean. Anybody who's listening, obviously, we're figuring shit out on the fly. Yeah, and uh, so the one other thing that I can get to plug is my armchair MMA. Armchair MMA, I was that was in the back of my mind, and I, yeah, I, that's my baby, yeah. bro. I love that shit. Um, yeah, I I'm a big MMA fan, bro. I've been well, that's MMA one thing that forever, bro. We don't, I don't listen to him much anymore. But me and you kind of have similar interests. We like, we had our, you know, I I, I listen to Joe Rogan. I like 
Joey Diaz. I like their whole ethos. I, I grew up. Yeah, I mean, I've been, I've been watching Joe Rogan podcast since he was in his bedroom yes. back in like 08 or 09 or some shit. Like, whenever it was him on a webcam, him on a shitty webcam in like his Labrador. Yeah, recording off of a potato. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't even, I don't even know if, I don't even know if, those, I don't even know if those are I'm still sure there. Probably, yeah, I'm probably, certain that they've been quality control removed at this point. I'm sure they're it. probably, you know, on a hard drive somewhere in the basement that is Joe Rogan's mansion. I know that I watched them when they were coming out, bro, for a really long time, whenever it was nothing. Uh, so it's been cool. It's been really cool to watch what's happened with Joe Rogan. I'm, yeah. I, I'm pumped for that dude. I, you know, there, there, there's the Godfather of these things. You have Joe Rogan, Adam Carolla. Um, uh, I would even say uh, some of your like serious satellite guys kind of kind of stepped into it too. Your Opies and Anthony's and stuff like that. These are all guys who who are generally despised now, and I, that I mean that's kind of disappointing. But that doesn't mean that they don't track for for you know. What you know? What what's a good what's a good bullet point to kind of like, you know, streamline your podcast under? You know, They're, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, stuff that even paved the way before that was like talk radio guys, like Howard Stern, stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, you know, yeah. Some of these some of these people really paved the way for uh, you know long format dialogue stuff. And so, um, shout out to all those people who uh, have helped inspire us and have helped pave the way. Yeah. Um, so like I said, we didn't run in the same social circles. We you know. I know that we, you know, we talked. We, we, well, I mean, we went to a high school of yeah. a thousand, you know, four hundred people. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, we definitely like in high school we're we're interacting here and there. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Once we graduated, we went our separate ways. Yeah. Effectively, I went and, off to like sell weed in Waco. Yeah, and know? so, but we linked back up, and I think we created something to us that's important, and we hope it's going to be. Important oh, it's at least well. fucking neat, even if it ain't important. Like yeah. it's at least neat and enjoyable, right? Yeah. Like I at least enjoy myself. I have fun every time we do. Fuck this, all this, that this is this is a this is definitely a light. Yeah, fuck all the chads who don't listen to our shit, bro. <laughs> There's like seven billion people on the planet, and we got no listeners, bro. Fuck them. It's cool, bro. And, and the thing stress, is, is that it's we time. we definitely work well with each other in the sense that we keep each other moving forward. We're hoping to get into a studio space. We're hoping to move things in the right direction. And that's all because we have uh, we have the want and desire to move things higher, you know, in, in the right direction. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, this podcast is just fun, right? Yeah. Like, the more we do it, uh, the more fun we're gonna have, bro, mm-hmm. and like that, you know, we got some, yeah. But there's some, there's some big shit on the horizon. And we got season two rolling out, and we'll be getting that to you here shortly. Season two, episode one of Rick and Morty. I'm excited for it. We're definitely going to, uh, we're gonna be jumping into a really great. I mean, like this is the, this is the, this is the jumping off point more so than season one is. You get so much here. We get really great episodes, and I'm excited to. You know, see you know, see where where we're gonna go with it. You know, um, yeah. So, you know, I think that there's plenty of growth and moving forward, and we're we're creating websites. We're doing things that we're supposed to be doing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've already got a website pretty much built out, but I mean, you know, the the folks will see that by the time it's done. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be a good deal. We've got you know, still waters run deep. Real G's move in silence like lasagna. You know, these things are going to happen on their own. People are going to see it. And, uh, you know. Yeah, and I mean, what is it? Because Zorpian Clifford hates lasagna and loves Mondays or something? What is that? He loves uh, enchiladas. Enchiladas, that's right. But, you know, I really want to thank everybody who's listening, right? Uh, I don't know if we have any listeners currently, like right now, as we're saying this, but 
I know that at some point this is going to reach somebody's ears and everybody who's listening, man, I want y'all to know that you boys got unconditional love for you. I hope you guys are enjoying y'all's lives and hope that in some way the Portal Boys podcast is helping to enrich that experience for y'all. It's nothing but love and good vibes out of our end, even if we are kind of chads, even if we do kind of talk ugly shit, man. Um, you know, we're, I, we grew up in a small town. I grew up in a small town where I'm kind of a dork and you know, I kind of say some, some ridiculous shit. But when it comes right down to it, man, if you're listening... I can guarantee that I got unconditional love for you. You shoot me a holler, we're going to have a good time. Yeah, I think that, uh, you know, for the most part, you know, I think that you can you can, you can, can hate on people's ignorance. But, God, I mean, we tr- we're we not not trying, if that makes sense. Yeah, that's no. That's a double negative. We're, 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 we're not. It basically means we're trying real hard. Yeah. We try harding out here on the Portal Boys podcast. And with that... That's a wrap on season one, everybody. Love y'all. Season one, dude. Portal Boys, check out season two. Coming soon.